The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. one-on-one with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, January 22nd, 2014, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Listeners, please welcome to one-on-one with Poppy Chulo, rising gay porn star, Bam Bam. Welcome to the show, Bam Bam. Well, thank you for having me. You're welcome. We're really excited to have you on. You're certainly a name that uh, everyone is noticing, a performer that everyone's noticing in the industry. I'm excited about that. Absolutely, man, as you should be. You've been doing a lot of great work, and I'm sure the listeners and your hardcore fans are dying to know a whole lot more about Bam Bam. This isn't your first time on the station, but this is your first uh, one-on-one with me, so I'm looking forward to hearing more from you. Uh, you know, I've heard you in, in different scenarios on the station, but uh, this is my chance to actually get the chance to pick your brain. Okay, well, let's get started. Awesome, man. So let's start off the interview by getting some of your stats out the way. I like to do stats in the beginning because I'm sure the majority of the listeners and your fans, they haven't had the chance to see you in person. You you know, they only see you in your scenes, you know, whether they're watching them on their TV, computer, or mobile. So let's get to know some of your stats. What's your height and weight? I am actually, to be correct, I am five seven and a half. It's my height, but I normally go 5'8", and uh, I weigh 167. Okay. Cool. Yeah. What's your zodiac? Everybody thinks I'm tall, but I'm actually short. Okay. <laughs> well, that's not short. I mean, that's normal, I would say, is what that is. Well, it's different from what they, they think, because they always say, oh, my God, we thought you were so much taller because of your, your film work. And I was just like, no, I mean... I don't know what I'm doing, but I guess it's working. (laughs) Obviously. What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Libra. Okay. What's your ethnicity? Uh, African American. And how old are you? 32. Okay, cool. So, I want to start off by starting at the beginning, and uh, the beginning of your career. So, how did you get into the gay adult industry? Um, I, um, of course I was raised in Arkansas, born and raised in Arkansas, and um, a little side gig that I would do uh, here and there once I got into college was um, little go-go dancing from time to time along with my other job, just like 
to afford everything that I pretty much wanted in in college, the shopping, the if I wanted to go out and chill with the guys, I can go chill with the guys and then if I needed to buy an extra book or something to study and get something done, I could. So I would do go go from time to time out of uh Jonesboro, Arkansas. And um when I moved to I linked up with some people out of Memphis, Tennessee that apparently lived in Atlanta. And so when I finally moved to Atlanta, I saw them again and they were just like, Oh my God, this is he dances. He dances. You should get back out and try it again. And I was just like, well, you know, eh, what's it going to hurt? So I got out, tried it again. Um, and I started getting calls from um, uh, the first porn site was um, uh, Tag Ass. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we've heard about you and uh, we want to do some work with you. And I was like, do some work like what? I mean, you got an event for me? He was like, yeah, we want you to uh, come and shoot with us. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I'm from Arkansas, so it took a minute. And I was like, yeah, we're talking about a, a photo shoot. What clothes should I bring? He was just like, no, like a shoot shoot. And I'm like, what's a shoot shoot? <laughs> and finally it got down to the point that, you know, we want you to come and, and do porn. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, let me think about that one. And then I got another call, and I was approached again once I started working for Swinging Richards out of Atlanta uh, by this other guy who wanted me to do some soft porn uh, wrestling. And I was just like, you know, I'm still thinking. And then I finally got the last call from Tag Ass again. And I was just like, you know, what the hell? Nudity is art. Let's go for it. And that was the startup. All right now. That's interesting. So total overall how long have you been in the industry um this past august made it a year so september october november december january about a year and roughly five months okay cool man well you've certainly done a lot and put your name out there a lot in that year and five months so major props to you thank you thank you thank you you're welcome was porn something that had ever crossed your mind as something that you wanted to experience prior to, you know, you being contacted by the studio? Like, had porn at all been something that had crossed your mind? It, it had crossed my mind, but I'm somewhat of a, a weirdo from, from birth. So there was a lot of things that I just wanted to have, like, the experience. Like, I would sit up growing up watching TV and I'd be like, it would be cool just to go and like sit in jail for like one day and see what it would it be like. And my mom was like, who thinks like that? And so, yeah, porn had crossed you. my mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, pretty much. So porn had crossed my mind and it was just like, man, that would be cool, but I bet you'd be fun too. And oh my God, they just look like they're just easy flowing in it. And it just looked like, like, wow, this this is interesting that people can get on there and somebody just happened to be around with a video camera and record it. And now they're selling it. Cool. That's hot. But then when you're actually asked the question, it's just like, oh, my God. Like, seriously, TV? Uh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But then you get to that point to where, because your first uh, reaction is just like, what are the people going to think? My friends, my family. But then I got to a point in life to where I'm just confident in me and everything I do. 
and what I do in life, I do for me and my happiness. So, I mean, my parents have done their job. They've raised me. Uh, everything else on from this point on is up to me, my decisions, my boo-boos or, you know, whatever happens. is it's, it's my it's my choice to live my life. So um, when I started doing it, of course, my mom and family members, they had their choice and say and do. And it was it, it was it was like, wow. But then I, it, it was just like it was cool because I'm just like, hey, this is this is my life. I said, I don't tell you guys how to do or go about doing what you do. I said, when my bills need to be paid or when something else takes place that I need, I said, you're not going to come in and take that stead. I said, so everything and every choice I make past adulthood is on me. So if it's, if you feel like I'm making a mistake, your advice is, is, is welcome, but don't feel like you have so much impact that you can tell me what I can and cannot do. So that was that. Okay. I like that answer. That's a good answer, Bam Bam. Okay, so my question for you is uh, one of my favorite questions to ask, and it's a question about uh, porn names, because I always feel like you got to pick the right name. <laughs> you know, you, a name in the industry is very important. You got to pick the right name. You got to pick a name that's catchy. You got to pick a name that people can associate with you. You got to pick a name that's memorable. So you obviously have a very memorable name. Can you tell the listeners exactly how you came up with your porn name? <laughs> it's always funny when I'm asked this question because this name had nothing to do with me. Um, it was actually given to me at a very, very young age. Um, I was very active. I made a lot of noise. I was just like always on the go. So um, it started off with my grandfather would always say, bam, 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 bam. You just always beating on something. Bam, bam, bam. So my auntie took it and she was just like, oh, look at my bam, bam, bigelow, my fee so everybody just started calling me Bam or either Bam Bam. So um, a couple of years back, um, a little bit more than a couple of years back, my grandfather passed, which was very unexpected and devastating and like, wow. And so he was very close and dear to me. And um, it was just, it, it, it took me for a toll. So uh, after that happened, um, it was a drunken night. I didn't remember getting the tattoo. I just woke up and I kept trying to figure out why my back was itching. Why is my back itching? Why is my back itching? I'm gonna find out two days later, I had a tattoo and it was bam bam across the top part of my back in big black bold letters. So when I started dancing or whatever, again, it was just like, well, what is your, what, what name are you gonna go by? And uh, I was just like, hey, well, I'm already, I was, shirtless then and everybody was already asking me what does bam bam mean what is that is that your stage name or what is that what is that so i was like to avoid answering two-part questions my name is um mr knight and then bam bam is on my back i might as well just go with bam bam that way i'm answering one question as to why did you go with this but this is on your back so i kind of just went with it and everybody still calls me just bam or either bam bam so it's cool okay. it works in both ways absolutely very interesting story. So, for the record, because uh, I've seen it spelled uh, 
two different ways. I've seen it just B-A-M-B-A-M, -B -A and I've seen it B-A-M-M-B-A-M-M. -M -M. Can you please, for the record, let uh, the listeners and your fans know the official spelling of Bam Bam? It is two M's, B-A-M-M-B-A-M-M. -M -M. Okay. Yes. S sounds good. Just wanted to set the record straight for the fans. So I want to go back in time, well, about a year and five months ago, and talk about your first day on set. What was that like oh, for you? <laughs> Were you nervous, excited, scared? Uh, what was going on in your mind? And with that, oh, Lord, it sounds like uh, some crazy stuff was going on in your mind. I was terrified. I, because you, you, you have to keep in mind that I had, I'm I'm this really like little country boy and Atlanta is like my first to me big city that I'm living in. So to get this call and the guy is just like, Well, um meet me at this gas station and I'm like, Lord Jesus, I'm meeting a guy at a gas station to shoot a video. I don't know if I'm about to be knocked off or raped, beat or tied up and held for ransom. <laughs> So it just kind of kept going, and I was like, okay, so I can't tell anybody. I just need to get something to calm my nerves. So I remember buying a Four loco or two, and um, he he pulled up, and uh, the other guy was in the car. I'm like, oh, it's two of them. I'm just going to trail them. My heart is racing. I have no idea where I'm at, what part of town I'm in, because I haven't really learned Atlanta. only thing I learned when I first moved there was basically – where the malls were. So if there was no mall in that area, I didn't know it. Um, we get there and we pull up to the, the set or whatever. And I'm looking around like, Jesus, there's nothing in here. <laughs> and he's like, well, you know, make yourself comfortable. Da, 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 da. And me being me, of course, I'm acting very normal. And I'm just like, he's like, you okay? You cool? Don't be nervous. I was like, no, fine. I mean, it's cool. So we started role playing and, I was still very nervous. I thought I was just going to pass out. But once it got started and it was over, it was just like, oh, it's not bad. It's, it's not that bad. So, I mean, I was still, like, very, like, nervous even after it was over. And, uh, of course, my first guy that I shot with was, uh, I did a shoot with was Cameo. And he was just like, oh, man, you're amazing. And uh, how many, who have you worked with before? And uh, how many people have, who else have you shot with? And I was just like, um, actually, no one and no one. And you are my very first adult film. And he was just like, what? Wow. Really? Wow. And he's, yeah, that, he was like, wow. He was like, man, he's like, I know you're about to blow up real big. Just don't forget about me. And it's funny because we just, like celebrating my anniversary, uh, I came across him on Twitter and we actually chatted. And he was just like, remember when you did your first thing? I told you that you would blow up and not to forget about me. And I was just like, oh, I appreciate that. And you did. I said, well, who would have thunk it in my Arkansas terms? <laughs> yeah, so, man. Yeah, that's the story. All right now. So overall, what do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? Uh, the enjoyment, I guess, is is knowing you have a little bit more control 
than the other person that you're shooting with. Not to sound too arrogant or big headed. It's just that um, I find that in the in in, in this line of work, it's it's never a good thing to have two people working together who don't share uh, any type of chemistry chemistry or any thing in common. It's, 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 it, it, it makes it seem awkward, and not only is it awkward for the people who are actually doing the work, but once it's released, then you can tell whether, oh, this person wasn't really into it. They don't seem like there's no chemistry. You know, so the advantage is, like, before a scene, I'll get a text, hey, are you available for this day? Sure. Um, well, we want you to do a shoot. Okay, well, who is the person we're working with? Well, this is a person. Oh, I've never heard of this person. Okay, well, we'll shoot you a picture, see if you like them. Okay, cool. And then um, one of the other, one of the companies I work with, they'll even, they'll even go so far as to see if it's okay to do a number exchange. And, I mean, I'm okay with it because, like I told them, I said, it's cool. The, the least they can do is be crazy but my iPhone will block. So, I mean, I'm okay. So we'll chat and we'll get like common interest going. And if it's a fit, I'm like, okay, well, we can go for it with the shoot. If not, then I'm just like, mm, let's, let's look for something else that's a little bit more compatible. I mean, it's work at the end of the day, but you want to make sure that there is some sort of chemistry so that people continue to like and to follow you because they see, oh my God, this seems so passionate. There's chemistry there. They were into each other. This is hot. Mm. So, yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah, completely understand what you're saying. On set, what turns you on the most and what turns you off the most? Oh, I hate this question. <laughs> I hate it, but I like it at the same time. Um, I'm 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 a big feet person. I'm I don't ask for people to have pretty girly feet and come in there with polish and pink toes, red toes, purple toes, orange toenails. I just like for a nice masculine clean foot. And if you know that your feet ain't up to par, then I like like a nice ankle sock. Something like that. A black ankle sock or a white ankle sock just a nice pair of clean ankle socks to show up in and, and that's a turn on plus a nice body. I can take that. But, you know, sometimes you get those that, that are like they, they have that, that confidence in themselves and everything they do. Um, I remember one scene in particular, um, very confident, very confident fellow. And I, 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 I loved his, his attitude, but he was just like, oh, I'm taking my socks off. I like to be naked. I like to be naked. And he was cool, and he took his socks off, and my head kind of dropped for a minute. And uh, the guy that was doing the, the shooting, he was just like, are you all right, Bam? And I was like, um, yeah. And I kind of just, <laughs> it was like a distraction for me, the whole scene, because no matter how nice of a body he had or physique or, you know, how cool he was, I, I, I my head kept dropping to below his ankles and I was just like Jesus get me through this <laughs> Wow! and then at one point he like took his feet and rubbed it up against my leg and tried to footsie me and I kind of just like, nicely slid my feet back and kind of repositioned myself like no he's touching me <laughs> so it was fun and it was funny I it 
it was work. I got through it, and I made the best of it. <laughs> wow. No toe jam for Bam Bam. Yeah, it's just like, ah! <laughs> wow. So I want to break a porn scene down with you. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most, giving or receiving oral? Um, I'd rather, well, it, it really, it's either or, um, depending on size, if I'm giving, it's not going to last too long because my mouth is going to start to hurt. <laughs> so muscles You got a lazy jaw. Sexist. I do. I do. I can be somewhat lazy at times when it comes to sex. So some things I do enough of and then to get by and then others, I'm just like, okay, let's get it. Uh, if I'm receiving, if you know what you're doing, I can take that. I can definitely take that. But if you think you know what you're doing and I'm getting teeth marks and, 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 and scuffs against my penis, it's just like, uh, baby, come on up from there. Let's try something else. We, we got to move on forward. Because <laughs> a cut-up penis ain't, ain't, ain't what it's going to be. So it just depends. Okay. Is, uh, in a scene, is rimming a must for you? And uh, which do you prefer, giving or receiving? I've had two people in the industry that has performed that act on me and it was amazing. Um, so I can take that. And I've had some people that have gotten down there and it's just, it just feels wet and floppy. <laughs> so it goes back to, if you know what you're doing, Hey, we can do this all day, every day. But if, if it's not, so much then it's just like okay i'm going through the motions right now let's let's get let's let's get it and then i i can eat or rim or lick or tongue twirl um for the the nice the niceness of it because you know everybody that's within this this line of work um it doesn't always everybody isn't the same if you get what i'm saying you know, there's there's some perfect perfection back there and it, it's amazing and it, it looks amazing and it tastes amazing and it's like having dessert. And then there's some not so to where it's just like, I'm not, no, no, <laughs> not at all. And so you just have to know how to like roll with the flow of it. But if it's good and if it's great on both parts, then I'm I'm in it. I'm pretty much in everything I do sexually, I've learned to become well versed. Because I feel like that if you want something to go well, then you have to kind of pretty much be open minded. Um you can't always show up and just be like, Oh, I ain't sucking this, I'm not eating this, I'm not licking this, I'm not doing this, you just gonna do me or I'm just gonna do you and that's it. So, I mean, even in, like, relationship-wise, I've learned to, like, be versed in everything. Because over in a period of time, 
I feel like in order for you to be successful in anything, you have to become more open-minded. So. Okay. I like that answer. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Topping, bottoming, or flip-flopping? I love a good flip-flop because it gives me time to to kind of like catch my breath and I can just like be on my backside or be on all fours and just take it for a minute and I can catch my breath and we can go there and we can flip back and I can turn you over and bang you up or freak you out and, and, and it, it works the back and forth but when when you do the straight the all top rolls straight top things it's 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 Man, it's like I need a nap for two days after that because it's steady like and they want you to do the bang, 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 bang. Keep going. Keep going. Five minutes. Come on. Come on. And they see you make the five minutes. Come on. Give me five more minutes. Give me five more minutes. And at that point, I'm like, cut. Pause. I'm sweating and I'm about to pass out. I need to breathe some water or something. But when you do that flip thing, it's just like it, it's more convenient for both parts because you're taking turns. You get that rest period and it, it flows. It flows better for me. I would say. Okay. And uh, of course, we all know how a scene ends. In a scene, where is your favorite place to shoot your load, and where is your favorite place to take a load? If if I'm doing a scene with my partner, you can net anywhere. Bam. Absolutely anywhere. <laughs> But, unintended. Uh, yes. <laughs> if I'm doing a scene with um, anyone else, um, there's two places I prefer. One of them is a turn on either way. Uh, my chest. You can nut on my chest. You can skeet on my chest. Um, whatever. If you're a shooter, kind of warn me. So when you go to squirting or whatever, I can dodge it so you won't hit me in my eye or my mouth, you know. <laughs> put a face mask on or throw my hands up or something. But I love a good chestnut. Um, the second place, um, you can nut on my ass, like the top parts. And I'll take that. Um, if I'm nutting on someone, it's, um, again, if it's my partner, we can go head to toe anywhere all day. <laughs> Um, if it's someone else, then because I don't want to be like disrespectful to their body or their temple, I kind of be like, okay, is this cool? Or is there a certain place that you would like for me to nut? And we can go from there. Okay. Cause it, it's, it's either or when, when I'm nutting. All right, Mr. Temple. <laughs> For those out there that are listening right now, and maybe they've never gotten the chance to see a Bam Bam scene, can you describe your fuck style for them? I'm pretty much, um, I like to take my time. Um, I'm not trying to just ram you and, and take you through the rims in like the first five seconds or the first couple of minutes. Um, I like to take my time and kind of engage my audience in what I'm doing, the people who are going to be watching me. 
it's going to be slow, it's going to be nice, it's going to be very sexual, very connecting, it's going to be like, oh my God, are they dating? <laughs> you know, something like that. It's going to be that passionate. And then once we get into the heat of it, it picks up. It'll go like a bang, 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 bang for a few minutes. But then I'll slow like back down bam, and bam, I'll start back bam. to Right, a bang, a bam, 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 bam. That that is correct. And then I'll slow it back down, and I'll just it won't be a bam, 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 but it'll be just like a slow caress and sensual rubbing, nipple play, a little kissing, a little touching. You know, because whether we admit it or not, the bam, 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 bam is good. But when you can kind of look at something and it's arousing to you to the point that you're you're putting yourself there, and you're like, oh my god, that just and you're imagining yourself in the place of the person that, that's receiving or whatever, it, it becomes more of an experience. And you want to tune back in and you want to watch it because you know this is going to be somewhere I can put myself and it's just going to be amazing. It's going to be the fast. It's going to be the slow. It's going to be sensual. It's going to be a connection. I'm going to want to be there. I feel like I'm doing a movie. <laughs> you're, you're like giving visuals uh, for all the listeners, which is good. You're making them think. Yeah, man. Okay. Who have been throughout this year and uh, almost a half that you've been in the industry, some of your most favorite performers to work with? I mean, we've seen you do, I mean, we'll call them modern day classic scenes with people such as like Rio, Seduction, Addiction, Chino, and I mean, Knight milked you like so fast. It was <laughs> ridiculous. So my question for you is, I mean, there, there are all these names that I just spit out for you right now are probably some of the favorites of the listeners that they've seen scenes, you know, with you. But uh, for you, who have been some of your most favorite people to work with? Uh, some of the faves that I would love to, and I can always, if I get a call and they're just like, bam, bam, you want to do a scene, this is the person, and my faves, I'd be like, yes, let's do it. Because I know we're going to get in there, it's going to be hot, it's going to be good, and it's not going to take all day. Um, Night was a good one. Um, of course, I enjoyed my scene with uh, Craig Moore. Um, oh, I think I've heard of him. Yes, Craig Moore. Yes, yes, Craig um my my yes <laughs> my scene with rio he's he's always he's very very easy person to get in there and work with um um it's been like i can't believe it's only just been a year because i got like a whole list here <laughs> um did i mention night night was a good person to work with um excel was good working with um uh it's it's been a couple of others that have been seduction actually was good working with um and it's been a couple more out there from other scenes most of the ones with tag ass uh were pretty much okay uh, there were some that was just like, let's get through it and let's keep it moving. But uh, for the most part, there have been some some pretty cool people that I've worked with. Mr. Callie, who is new to the uh, industry, mm -hmm. 
um, one of your most. Well, I don't I, know if it was one of the more recent scenes, but certainly one of the it one was, of the more recent well, released ones. Right. It was. Yes. 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 Uh, Mr. Kelly was. He was amazing to work with. Um, I mean, uh, it, 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 it's, it's a good lengthy little list. I have very few people that I've worked with and that I've had to call and be like, uh, you know, for future references, can we not? And just say we did. <laughs> but I mean, I've, I've met some pretty amazing people within the industry. And it, I guess the thing that always gets me is when you're standing on the other side looking in, you always think that all oh, these people are going to be assholes um, or either they're, uh, they're, they're, they're slutty, they're nasty, they're whores or something like this. You know, people always have like their, their outward looking in opinion on what they feel a person is because mm -hmm. what they do. Yeah. But being with, within this line of work, I've met some amazing people and to sit down and talk to them and just like see their path and some of the things that they want to do and accomplish. It's, it's phenomenal and I enjoy it and I talk to him. Me and Seduction talk quite often and um, he tells me about a lot of stuff that he wants to do and he's planning to do and I'm just like, man, I'm excited. I'm rooting for you. And so many other people, uh, we still keep in contact. Rio and I still talk periodically and, you know, if they have a question about something or if I have a question about something, we call each other. It's like we're, we're a family. We're uh, an adult uh, film family and we call each other and we, we either give the support or we, or either we say, no, I don't, that's not a good idea. That's, that's probably not something you want to go with. Um, they're not someone that's, that's looked upon in a positive impact. You know, it's, it's, it's a good family. So with, with that being said, I've met some interesting people and it's been very few that I, would say that will be on my bad list to like, no, I don't want to work with him anymore. Okay. I like the sound of that. I love, uh, I love it when people get along in the industry, especially since, you know, you typically hear on a lot of like the websites of, Oh, you know, so-and-so doesn't like so-and-so and, and that kind of thing. So it's great to hear performers getting along and being very supportive of one another. And you know what? That's that, that was like very funny for me when I first got into the, uh, the industry, I did a scene like a, uh, it was, yeah, it was like within my first couple of months being in the industry, I did a scene with XL and, uh, we were really cool. Still are real cool. And, uh, he, uh, called me or hit me up on, uh, social media and he was just like, what's up, bam? And I was like, what's up, XL? I'm coming out here from and we chatted for a while. And he was just like, so, you know, the people are saying that, uh, we have some sort of altercation or conflict with one another. And I was like, we do? <laughs> he was like, yeah, I'm saying that, you know, we don't get along and da 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 da, da. I said, oh, I, I didn't know I didn't like you. And he was like, yeah, I didn't know I didn't like you either. And I said, it's funny how, you know, social media can put out one statement and everybody, like, latches on to it and that is what it is. And I was just like, and he was just like, well, you know, we can, we can easily turn it around. I said, well, you know, let's do it. I said, you know, I'm never one for thin and proven. I said, but at the same token, if we want to make a good face out there and, and keep our name building and producing good stuff, I said, let's do it. So we did it and we, we still chat from time to time off and on. And it's just, I, I find it very funny and amusing. Like I can wake up one day and see where Bam Bam did something. 
and I'm just looking like I did. <laughs> and so I, I can I still haven't adjusted to that part yet, but it's 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 a growing phase. I believe it, man. Who have you not worked with uh, that's on your must-do list? Uh, you know, some folks that you are looking forward to doing scenes with. Um, I can. I'm. I'm looking forward to uh, scenes, of course, with Giovanni. Um, I'm looking forward to, um, or would like to do work with Boomer Banks, Color X, uh, Trilino. Um, there's, there's a, a wide variety of people out there that I haven't worked with that I'm, I'm looking forward to. I was speaking to a, a guy by the name of Chi London that, uh, he actually lived in London and he was just like, yeah, man, you know, I've done this, I've done that. And he was like, I'm, I'm looking at you on Twitter. He said, I found you and I'm looking at some of your work. And he was like, if you're ever over here, man, we should definitely get up and do some work. So there's, there's a, a good variety of people out there that I would love to to interlock with and do some work with and then beyond that um, when I get ready to start my own and start building on it I would love for them to come in and, and do some work with me and, and help me build my myself up within this, this same industry sounds good man sounds like Bam Bam's gonna get all international love it I would love to be yeah man Okay, so the next question is the big question. It's, you know, a question all about size, and uh, I'm sure it's a question that the, <laughs> the listeners are curious to know. It's not, I don't think it's the question about size that you think, but it, it is certainly a question about size, but the, the one that you're thinking about is coming up too. But uh, my question right now for you is, out of all of the performers that you've worked with, who has packed the most punch, if you know what I mean? Who's been the biggest that you've had to take on? <laughs> uh, I actually want to say Craig Moore was the biggest that I had to take on. I was thinking Driller, but... I'm going to say Crave more because he has more, he has length and girth. So it's not just long, but it's thick. It's, it's, and it was, it was, that was a challenge. Um, Driller was long, but not as thick. So I can, I kind of just, I kind of just went through that and kind of, played with his head a little bit and bounced and twirled and flipped and like challenged him like come on man what you gonna do <laughs> you gonna play with it or you gonna fuck it and, you know but with Crave I was just like um can we go to commercial can we pull out a toy can I get some some other size of prep work I mean give me a smaller cucumber with a rubber something because I'm not gonna make it he was that was definitely um, that was definitely my challenge at the moment, my biggest challenge at the moment. And we worked for that scene, even with, uh, we pulled out a little toy cock and, um, I didn't know it for a minute. I thought they were still doing fingers and trying to work it in there. 
because I think everything back there it kind of went numb at some point. <laughs> and uh, when I look back, they had like a dildo and they was trying to work it and they was trying to work it. And so when he, when I finally like loosened up and opened up to that, he got in and it was seen. And I was like, okay, cool, great. But I mean, now that we're together, it's just like, okay, <laughs> I guess the challenge is over. So yeah, that was the biggest though. <laughs> wow. That was the biggest. Yeah. Well, in the same vein of big, uh, so this is the question that I'm sure all of your hardcore fans are dying to know. All about you, Mr. Bam Bam. How much is Bam Bam packing? Um, I'm, I'm glad you asked that question because I have ne I've, I've never measured my penis. I've always let people tell me what size it was or what size they thought it was. And I just kind of went like, really like, oh, it's nine and a half, ten. And I'm thinking in the top of my head, that's what I was told. <laughs> but um, me and uh, Crave were playing around uh, probably a couple weeks ago. And I was like, you know, growing up, I kept getting asked the question, what size I was, what size I was. I said, you what size you were? And he was like, yeah, I've measured it. And I was like, really? He was like, you never measured? I said, no. So he was like, okay. So we got to playing around and he pulled out his little measuring tape and he was just like, pause for a moment. And we paused and I sit up and he like measured it and it came out to T, flat 10. All right now. So nine and a half semi hard ten. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, we actually measured this one. So the people were right. <laughs> the people have the people spoken. Right. Yes. Did you always know that you were packing something special? Not really. Not really. Until after I was like over the age of twenty twenty one, I would. I just thought I was like everybody else. And then, you know, people started saying, oh, my God, you're so you're so thick. You're you're big. That's not normal. And I'm like, what do you mean? That's not normal. It's like somebody your size and height shouldn't because I was very small or then I was like 127 throughout college was the biggest I was for a long time. So um, they were just like someone your size is, and your height is not supposed to have all of that. And I'm like, well, what am I supposed to have? <laughs> So, I mean, it, encountering with different people and uh, different relationships and being in the industry, it's like, oh, okay, I guess I am of, of nice size. Of course, the, the scenes typically end with the pop shots, the cum shots. Do you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent load? Are you the type of person that watches their diet, you know, make sure, you know, you eat certain things so that it's, you know, it's a good size or do you try to abstain from doing stuff? Is there anything that you do to prep for the pop shot? Yes, yes, because I know that viewers like a lot of nuts. It, it's amazing for them to see like a lot of calm and a lot of nut shit squirting all over the place. So doing research over in time, because I like to see a lot of nut too, even if I'm just jacking myself, I like to see a lot of nut. So um, research showed that drinking a lot of water, um, there was also a pill that GNC had um, that will help you produce more nut. And then um, I even went a couple of steps further, you know, your eating diet and what all you take in and what all you bring out. It's like when 
those fluids are released. It's releasing a part of what you've taken in at the same time. So I eat a lot of fruits, a lot of sweet, sweet fruit, pineapples, mangoes, stuff like that, which makes the nut sweet, gives it a good taste. Um, that's that's just that's that's it. A lot of green vegetables. I try not to eat as many green vegetables like asparagus and things like that closer to shoot time because that gives it a different taste. You can tell you've been eating asparagus through your spine. <laughs> so you can I'll tell you've been eating asparagus through your pee. Yeah, just just the smell yes, alone. You can. Yes, you can. So I'll switch it up like towards shoot time two days prior. I'll start eating a lot of pineapples, mangoes, stuff like that, sweeter fruit with the juices and stuff that'll give it a sweeter taste for those because you never know when you get there. They may, oh, I want a facial. I want you to nut all in my mouth. I want to swallow it, whatever, whatever. Or if you nut on you or on their chest, they may sop it up and lick it or whatever. So, And then sometimes it seems I've nutted on someone and I've sopped up my own shit and swallowed it. And so I don't want to taste no asparagus nut. <laughs> do you watch your own scenes is that something that you try to do or are you the type of person that avoids watching his own scenes I am my worst critic so I'll I've never seen full on scenes I've watched the trailers and uh, because I, I want to see like what's being actually thrown out there. And I think that if the trailers show good images, then the scenes are going to be great as well. I try to watch other people more so than my own because I, I feel like that I'm a talent within itself. And so for me to be in a space that I'm in now after only a year and almost five months, it's 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 it has to be good, but at the same token, I feel like that good is great, but why not perfect it and make it better? So I'll go and and watch some other famous things that I've seen out there, old school as well as new school, to see some of the things that they did, some of the places, how they made it hot, what was good about it, or what I can take from the scene and incorporate in mine and make it better, or what. I'm seeing that they're doing that's lacking that I can put in mind for my next, you know, production or, or whatever I'm doing. So it's always a good thing when I, when I do choose to watch porn that I watch other people so I can make myself better. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. I like the sound of that. How old were you when you saw a porn film for the first time? I was in college, so I had to have been 19 or 20, and <laughs> it was kind of funny because even then I was very critical. It was a straight porn, and um, it, was, um, it was a white guy uh, fucking a white girl. And then I saw another one where it was like a mixed scene where uh, a white guy and a black girl and then a, another like Asian like girl came on and uh, I couldn't take any more of it. I was just like, I can't. This is this is this is not good. It was it was I think that um, 
I don't know. I don't know why I was so critical, but it was just like, man. And it was it wasn't much of a turn on for me other than looking at the guy's penis and me jacking off, just looking at him and like, oh my god, that's amazing. Let's see. I wonder how you know. But other than that, yeah, that was my freaky side. Other than that, it would be like I would mute it and watch it because the females would be like so animated, and some of the sounds and reactions they're making like, oi, oi. Uh, 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 and I'm like, what is going on? This ain't, this is, no. <laughs> You've had babies bigger than his penis and you're just going through on that. So it was just like, not so much believable. But then when I started watching some of the gay porn, it was just like, okay, okay. Because it's a different aspect to where a penis is going into what I believed at the time, an area that's not used for that. So it's it's a stretching period, and especially if it's a big penis, it, just, it was just like, oh, my God, look at this. So it was always fascinating for me. Uh, uh, Castro and um, uh, there's another one out there. Uh, if you wouldn't ask me, I could have said his name. One was Castro. And then the other one was, I want to say his name was Tyson. And they were my Tiger two favorites Tyson. back then. Tiger Tyson, yes, and Castro. Uh, Castro was just like, where is all of that meat going and why? <laughs> and then Tiger Tyson was just like, oh my God, this 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 is hot. He's sexy. This is just hot. This this is good. And it seemed like he would go forever. And ever and ever. So that would be like my favorite scenes that I would pick out and I would just sit and watch those all the time. So, of course, you know, I got mad when I couldn't find them anymore and I was just like, I'm over it. <laughs> so, yeah, those were my favorite too. And that was like the first time of me watching porn of any such. And I felt like I was so bad. So I would sneak and watch it and it was so. It was it was the adrenaline and the jacking part, and it was just like because a lot of times, mind you, I would be at school, on campus, um, so I would sneak off to the bathrooms or go in a classroom I know when no one's having class, and pray to God nobody walked in and heard me or nobody walked in this class and started all of a sudden having class. Mm -mm -mm. Naughty ass. It was fun. <laughs> I believe it. Speaking of like performers that you watched in scenes in the industry, since you have been in it for you know just a year and a half, right about. Mm -hmm. uh, my question for you is: Are there any performers that uh, like maybe you look up to, whose careers you look up to, that you're like, you know what, I would love to have a trajectory like so and so in the business? Um, I look up to, and I have a great respect for uh, Bobby Blake. That's also my mentor. Um, I have a great respect for him. Uh, uh, I mean, it's just, you. I always hear people's opinions about him and so forth and so on. And I always, sometimes I'll say something, sometimes I'll, be like, man, he was phenomenal in what he did. He made a mark. I mean, we've been hanging out 
on trips or whatever, or just like in public, if we go out to the mall or to a store, I've literally seen someone walk up to him and just start crying because they were so amazed to see him. And I'm just like, man, goodness gracious. And so um, when I first started, it, it, the thing that touched me was he called me and he said, um, bam, he said, I want to talk to you. I'm like, oh, Lord, he's about to fuss at me because I didn't tell anybody and it's just coming out and people are upset because they thought they were close friends. But he said, I'm not going to fuss at you. He said, because I know it was your first one. You didn't know what to expect. You didn't know what people were going to say. He said, but I want to tell you this. He said, be smart in everything you do in this line of work. And I said, well, what do you mean? I said, because there's a lot that I don't know within the industry. I'm new to this. He said, if you don't know something, he said, it's better you pick up the phone and call someone you trust. He said, if something doesn't sound right, it's probably not right. He said, don't ever let anybody. He said, remember, this ain't a hookup. It ain't about a relationship. It's not about booing up and trying to just continue on after you've left your scene. He said, this is work. This is a it's, 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 a, it's a profession. He said, you walk into it, you meet them, you, you're professional. You do what you need to do. You get your check and you go. He said, they'll keep calling you. They'll keep working with you. They'll love you. He said, and don't let your money be shorthanded. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm taking notes and writing all this down. And even to this day, he'll call me and say, I see you, you've come up and you've almost taken the place of me. And I was like, I don't think I'm very, I'd love to be, but I don't think I'm in Bobby Blake's shoes yet. <laughs> But he's been he's been a great support in everything. And um, I went out to Club Nowhere here in New York. And um, the thing that let me know that I wasn't just minor as I thought I was, was this guy uh, walked up to me and he grabbed his chest and he was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And my friends around me were like, seriously, what's happening right now? And the guy went into like a panic attack and he was like, I looked and I glimpsed and I thought that was you, but I didn't know. And it's you, it's, it's you, it's Bam Bam, it's Bam Bam. And I was just like, what's happening right now? And the guy just like, he was like, I'm from so-and-so, so-and-so. And I came down here to, you know, like get away, do some shopping. And I decided to come out tonight. I leave tomorrow. He said, but I would be so honored to just get a picture with you or you to sign something or do something. So I took a picture with him and I gave him my email address and I said, you can hit me up here. I said, um, and I'll send you the picture or whatever, vice versa. And uh, I'll tag it to my Twitter or whatever and say, enjoyed meeting a cool guy. He was just like, it was like, it went on for like 30 minutes and he like cleared a circle out in this little club and people are looking like, what is this dude carrying on about? So that made me think about what Blake was telling me all of these years. So that was just like, wow. Well, that's so, a nice moment. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That was a nice moment. So going from the nice to the funny, what has been the most funniest thing that's ever happened to you on set so far? <laughs> Oh my um <laughs> um I've I've had some 
some pretty interesting things happen. Um, <clears throat> we um, we did um, uh, a, a, a very familiar one was one I did with uh, Rio and uh, Seduction. And uh, uh, the uh, cameraman walks in with, with, with Black Rain Productions, Breed It Raw. And we had been talking about it the whole day. We was like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be on. It's going to be hot. It's going to be going. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And so we we got there. And um, it's like we had boosted up the scene so much until every time he popped the camera on, our dicks went down. <laughs> so... We were just like, seriously? So I looked at Rio, Rio looked at me. Seduction was laying there like, okay, are we gonna do this or not? Cause I don't need my dick hard. Can we get started? So we kept going, we kept going. And so the cameraman would put the camera down and he was like, you know what? I'm taking a cigarette break. So as soon as he dropped the camera and walked out, our dick was like, still. And we was, we was like, okay, well let's go ahead and start. So when he come back in here, he can just pick up the camera and, and roll scene. So we was like, okay, well, let's let's get it to keep it here. So we would start. He picked up the camera. Dicks went, Boop. And so we just bust out and went to laugh it. And uh, the cameraman, he was like, this shit ain't funny. This shit ain't funny. Y'all doing this on purpose. <laughs> so it was like we were there for about maybe four hours going back and forth, back and forth. And finally, um, I don't know, something kicked in because at this point I had taken like uh, some Asian dick hard pills and some Japanese dick hard pills and a uh, Cialis and Agra and I felt like my dick was going to fall off within <laughs> the next couple of hours and so in the last hour of that everything just kind of fell into play and after that I think my dick was hard for like two days straight the wind would blow and I had a rock hard and so we laughed about it and laughed about it and he yet to this day was like that shit wasn't funny <laughs> he smoked like a whole pack of cigarettes that night needless to say <laughs> wow aww well I was actually going to ask you next has anything embarrassing happened to you on set but I think that fits the bill for that too unless you got a, an even an even more embarrassing story <laughs> Well, it was it was it was it was probably embarrassing for the the guy on his part, but more so uh, like funny for me. But then we were all kind of like, oh, I feel bad for him. Um, we were doing a scene, and uh, this was the guy's first scene, and he was just like, you know, I've never done this before, and I've got like a million kids, and he gave us a number of them. He's like, this is my first scene, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. This should be interesting. It should be quick because he was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So we get in there and we're going. And so um, I don't know if the guy had was, was like feeling awkward or whatever. So he was just like, well, come on. You got to make this interesting. Don't just lay there and look like you're hurting uh, while Bam Bam is penetrating. He was like, you got to talk, talk shit to him, you know, talk freaky to him, you know, like make it hot. And so the guy started talking shit. And we all just like kind of bust out and went to laughing. He was like, come on, fuck me. It's your big ass ears, your big lips. Come on, fuck me with these tight ass eyes. And everybody stopped like, wait, 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 you got the wrong idea. Because <laughs> every time he would say something off the wall, like, come on, fuck me with your, with your big ass ears. And I knew he wasn't used to being fucked. I was like, okay. So I would ram him like real hard. And he was like, ow, oh! and fall off the other side of the bed. So that was just oh like my God. phenomenal. 
Yeah, it was, it, yeah. <laughs> and then after that, we had the break because he was like, I need to go upstairs. I need to go upstairs. And we were like, yeah, you probably should. <laughs> so that was that was embarrassing and funny. So. Good grief. What are you doing to these boys, Bam Bam? I'm, With your I'm, big ass I'm, ears. I'm, I'm, yeah, and my tight ass eyes. <laughs> I mean, I've had some 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 stuff that happened off off camera that's been pretty amazing. Like um, one of my interactions with uh, um, this guy I knew, um, we were fucking or whatever, and I had a condom on. I knew I had a condom on. It didn't break. It didn't burst or anything, but. When he met it, he like just threw me off because he like bust out and went to laugh, and his his like climax was laughter. So he was just like ha ah, ha 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 ha. So it kind of threw me off, and I was like met at the same time. But then we kind of laughed about it, and I pulled out, and I was just like, um, and he was like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, um, he was like, "What?" I said, uh, "The condom is not on me anymore." And he was just like, what you mean it's not on you? I said, it's not here. It's not on the floor. I don't see it anywhere. And so he was just like, oh, it's just probably right here on the surface. So he stuck his finger in there and he was like, oh, it's not in the surface. And so we bust out and went to laugh it again. And I was like, your ass just ate the condom. <laughs> and he was like, yeah. And he laughed and he was like, well, don't worry about it. It'll come out later within a day or so. I'm fine. And so he called me like the next day and he was like, just like I told you, it came back out. And I was like, oh my God, I've never heard of that happening. Good grief. Yes. That's too much. Yes, that was interesting. Somebody's ass eating the condom. I believe <laughs> it. Okay, so... Uh, good grief, man. So I want to... <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where to go from there. But uh, we're moving away from uh, talking about the industry, and I want to get to know your opinion on some of uh, the more serious aspects of the business. And mm -hmm. uh, my question for you to start off this set is, are there any misconceptions or myths about adult performers that you would like to dispel? Of course. Yes, yes, yes. Um... You, you get this thing that, you know, everybody that does porn or is in the porn industry is is um, the terminology they use is sick or dying or for better use of words is HIV positive. That's not true. Everybody is not HIV positive. Um, I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying that there are some people out there who have a clean bill of health and this is just something they decided to do. I think it's very um, it's it's very ignorant when we go and automatically assume just because we've ran into some people who were in that case and some people who were not in that case. It's just like I tell them when I'm asked the question. I said, you know, that's just like when 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 HIV w became more known within the gay community, then it was the the the, the thought that you know only gay people have. AIDS and HIV, and they didn't even really say HIV, mostly they say AIDS out of ignorance. Oh, they got AIDS, they're gay, 
you know, that was the terminology. And I told him, I said, you know, if you do your research, a lot of this stuff actually stemmed up from the straight world. And it, it's more known in this particular person than this particular, you know, uh, gender or what the person likes. I said, so it's not something that gay people possess. It's not like a, a, a backpack that we carry around and because we're gay, you have AIDS. That's it. It's, you don't have a choice. So I said, you have to think on both sides of the world. I said, but also I feel like that when you educate yourself in something as to just speaking off the top of your head, your presumptions, your thoughts, I said, you become better with things in life. I said, not all people who do porn are HIV positive, And this is the only reason why they're doing it. I said, not everybody that does porn is poor or broke. And this was their only means of making money or not everybody who does um, adult films, it has been raped or molested and lived a hard life. I said, some of us out there have been spoiled from day one and we haven't been raped or molested or, you know, this is just something we chose to do. We didn't need the money. We just thought it'd be fun to do. So when you get into it, you get like a lot of stereotypes of, oh my God, like I was the sweetest person on earth. And when I did, uh, started doing porn, all of a sudden you had the, the, the people mentioning, oh, well, now he works for Breed It Raw. So uh, there goes that with them, them. And I, and I was reading like the blogs and it was, it was hurtful to a certain extent, but because I know who I am and, and, and what I am in this particular industry, it, it, it bothered me that people can be so ignorant, but it didn't bother me that they were like throwing the blows directly at me because I'm like, I have nothing to prove to these people. I know what I am. I know what I have. I know what I don't have. So this doesn't bother me. But the fact that you can be so ignorant to say something off the top of your head, it's just like, it's not that. Um, there, I mean, this, this, this is a line of work. And I think that all people should look at it as that and respect it as such. I mean, we do this and we get paid to do this. We're just not out fucking for free. This is what we call a line of work. And some people take up a career in this line of work. So, and, and just because we do porn doesn't make us a whore. It doesn't mean that when you see us out at the club, we're good, ready, and we're going. We're going to fuck in the bathroom, in the car, or we're going to have a full-fledged out sex scene on the middle of the dance floor. No, we're individuals just like the next person. Uh, we just choose a different line of work or a different career to work. But we're still human. We still have feelings. We still um, have opinions. We're smart. We're intelligent. Uh, some of us work jobs outside of that. Some of us have college degrees. Uh, I mean, it goes further than that. This is just something we chose to do because we wanted to do it. Absolutely, Bam Bam. That was a great answer. Loved it. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Now, since you mentioned bareback, bareback is a topic that I want to discuss with you because they're, they're, even though it's been a whole lot more accepted now than, I mean, I would say even five years ago. There still is a lot of stigma towards bareback and people that perform in bareback scenes, even though, you know, a lot of the top performers, you know, they, they do condom and bareback. So my question for you is, this is a two-fold question. What is your opinion on the popularity of bareback porn in the industry, and what led your what led to your decision to do bareback? 
my my opinion on that is um, we have the vast majority <clears throat> that behind closed doors, um, it's it, it is what it is, and there is no rubber in sight. But because you see us and we're honest and open about what we do, and this is something that we chose to do, it's it's a different it's viewed differently. Yet they love to see the the bareback. They love to see raw sex. It's more of a turn on, and you get more viewers viewing raw sex than watching condom scenes. And and if you poll it, they'll tell you what is your favorite type of porn to watch. Is it um, adult films to watch? Is it the raw sex or is it rubber? Oh, I love the raw. It's just. It, it, it's so much more when you're watching that raw dick and that raw booty hole. They love to watch it, but they're very opinionated on it as well. Um, the reason I chose to do it, uh, I did a little research, and <clears throat> depending on who you work with, there are some people out there who are not as honest as they should be. Give or take that. We all know this. I'm not saying anything new. And then there's some companies out there who actually have a heart for the people who are working for them. Uh, and, and sometimes with them. So um, it's a matchup. Um, there are some people who enter into the industry who are uh, HIV positive and they're matched up with other HIV positive people. There are people who enter into the industry who don't mind doing raw porn who are not HIV positive and they're matched up with people who are not HIV positive. Uh, there are certain procedures and things that take place and contracts sign that um, that are in into play that makes all of this work a whole lot better. So we're not just walking on set and saying, hi, my name is Bam. My name is uh, Rio de Janeiro. And we're just going in not knowing what we're entering into in the raw industry. Uh, we're very well aware and we know that all procedures and precautions have been taken. So. I mean, I'm okay with it um, outside of that. Um, like I told one guy that uh, was, was, was questioning me about it, I said, before I entered into the adult film industry, I said, I wasn't a saint. I've had raw sex before, not knowing whether the person was or was not. I said, because in anything we do in this lifestyle, I said, sometimes it's like playing Russian roulette. You, you never know whether this is a case or isn't a case. And if you slip up and mess up, because we all do make mistakes. And we, we've had that moment where we didn't wear the condom or we sucked some raw dick and tasted a little nut. And we slip up. And even though we ask the person, are you sure you're good? You're good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Doesn't always mean that they're being honest with us. So that's the part where we begin to play Russian roulette. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a give and take on either side, but we're not just randomly entering into something. We we're fully aware of what we're doing and precautions are taken. Just work for the right companies. Absolutely. Good answer, man. Another great answer from Bam Bam. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so moving away from the serious stuff and uh, focusing back on you, how often do you work out? Do you try to consistently watch what you eat in particular when you know you have a scene coming up? 
Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And um, I do try to watch what I eat. Um, <clears throat> although I must say I'm a big chicken fan. I love fried chicken. I love, I can eat fried chicken every day, three times a day. I can wake up to fried chicken and eggs um, with a side of bacon. And then I can go to lunch with a fried chicken sandwich. And then I can go to uh, dinner with uh, fried chicken and, and greens or something like that. I can eat it every day. Is it healthy for me to eat every day? No. So I try not to consume as much of it. Um, I do have cheat days to where I eat in and everything, but you know, you always pay for it. There's always, uh, uh, a side effect to everything you do, whether it be good or bad. So, you know, I try to eat healthy. I try to incorporate green. I try to do baked foods, um, organic foods and, and so forth and so on. Oatmeal and my workout, um, here recently since. I've made the transition from Atlanta to New York. I haven't been able to be as consistent with it as I like because I'm in transition and I'm trying to still settle in and get things moved and arranged and mail transferred and all of this and all of that. So it's been a bit of a process. Uh, people hate to hear me say it, but for the most part, I am just natural. Um, I've gone for like six months to a year and never been in anybody's gym and my body still look like, hey, every day. You can't tell me he doesn't work out every day. So uh, for that, I'm grateful. It's genetics for the most part. But the, the bulking up part and the, the thickness that you've seen since I first started up until now, workout regimen that I do have. Okay, cool. To shave or not to shave, that is the question. And yes, I'm talking about down there and, and just general manscaping. I'm natural. I am African-American all day, every day. So when I say I'm natural, when hair starts growing on me, and I'm somewhat of a scary person, but when hair starts growing on me, it doesn't come out of looks I see on some people up and it looks like little bee balls and all of this so when I'm going out to do a scene or to dance or I'm not going to have on enough clothes to not shave I'll trim it and I'll shave it like my chest I'll shave it there um, I'll trim the hairs around my thighs and my butt hairs are straight though they are straight but I still trim those and keep the hole clean and then I'll just lightly trim the hairs, my pubic hairs, so they're not just long and balled up, but I keep a little something down there. Once a year, I'll shave my entire body from head to toe, not including the arms. All right now. Yeah. Now, you are publicly, I guess for lack of a better word, in a relationship with a fellow performer. Really? I know. <laughs> Apparently, the the Twitter and the blogs uh, they love writing about that crap. But uh, right. my question for you is: 
Do you find it at all difficult to be in a romantic relationship while working in the business? I know that the industry can be a little high schoolish in a sense to where, you know, especially with social media, you know, a lot of people start talking, a lot of people have their opinions, a lot of people are talking crap and all that kind of stuff. And, and uh, you guys, I mean, you guys are public, but I mean, it's, I mean, it's certainly, you know, it's public in the sense that you guys are open about it in social media and you guys tweet yourselves uh and then you know lots of little romantic stuff which is you know it's very you know it's very cute and young love and and it, i mean it's it's nice to see people in love in, in the industry so my question for you is just romance and porn you know how difficult is it to be in a relationship while doing what you do and is it at all easier in your opinion because you are dating a fellow performer it, it's, I, I think it's as easy as we make it. Um, first off, you have to enter into this thing knowing that you're not going to go out in public and some people are not going to be disrespectful. Some people are not going to flirt. Some people are not going to try you. Uh, some people are going to go and post past pictures of stuff that you've done at home for like promotions and things like that. And we, um, Craven and I simply, we sit down and we decided to do this and, and make it official. We sit down and we, we had a heart to heart and we had a meeting of the minds as well. And uh, I told him, I said, well, you know, babes, I'm, I'm in this industry and I've been single since I've been in this industry. I said, but in a relationship, you know, I can be like, uh, I'm very protective of minds and, you know, certain things that happen and People can be disrespectful. I, I I will do a little laying on the hands. And he was just like, well, and I said, but before you finish, I said, that's me admitting, you know, my, my downfall, my downside. I said, but coming into this relationship with both of us being a part of the same industry and line of work, I said, I've chosen to work on that and become better because you have to realize that some people will try you just because they know you'll act the fool. You know, so they'd be like, yeah, I'm over there fighting again because Crave was doing this, Crave was doing that. And I said, in anything we do, if we have issues or problems, we don't talk about it in public. We don't vent. We don't curse. We don't fight. We don't fight, period, anyway. That, that's we, No hands on each other. No, you want to hit something, hit the wall. Don't, don't, don't touch each other. So if we have issues, we wait till we get home in our bedroom and we talk about it. Do sometimes voices raise a little? Yeah. I mean, no relationship is perfect. So we do have our moments to where we have a disagreement, but we choose to communicate and work through that so that in this line of, of work and outside of this line of work, we continue to build and to grow. So if we have any issues, we'll sit down and we'll talk about it. And, you know, if I have any questions, I'll come to him and I'll talk to him. And we trust each other. We trust each other and we love each other very much. And because we do communicate with what's going on, like if someone, if we're out in public and uh, there's someone that walks up and be like, oh, hey, bam, you know, and I'm like, oh, baby, this is so-and-so, so-and-so. I know him from so-and-so. Uh, say, for instance, I walk off and the guy makes a pass at my guy, Crave. Crave will instantly come and say, that guy's a trip. As soon as you walked off, he did so-and-so, so-and-so. I'd be like, yeah, you know, the thirst is real or something like that. And we'll laugh about it and we'll walk off and we'll, you know, because he gives me all of the attention I need and I give him all the attention that he needs. 
So we don't, we're not looking for anybody else. So when it does happen, we laugh about it. Uh, there have been times that I've gotten a little heated uh, early on in a relationship. And he was like, baby, what you going to do? You going to fight everybody? And I sit there and I looked at him and I was just like, you trying to make me laugh and I'm mad right now. And I was just like, well, baby, I can't fight everybody. He said, right. He said, so, you know, you got me and I got you. And we just have to, you know, keep it at that. People are going to be people. And once you come to that realization, it is possible to have a relationship and both of you be in the same line of work. But it's, it's also a lot of dealing with compatibility. Uh, not to say, oh, well, you're important, I'm important, so that makes us compatible. No. Uh, he's important, I'm important, but we also share some of the same goals and same interests. Um, we talk and we communicate uh, uh, head on before we started our relationship. A lot of things before he got into the life were familiar with my life, and we laughed and we talked and we hung out and so forth and so on. And we saw how we respected each other beforehand. So the respect just got better when we started the relationship and it's still going strong. I don't know if, you know, I've gotten a lot of people that hit me up and they'll say stuff off the wall and he has access to my phone. Like I have access to his phone. So we laugh at a, a lot of this stuff and it's just like, really? <laughs> and we just keep going. I mean, it's, it's all about the trust and the respect you have for each other and communication. Number one key. Mm hmm Absolutely, I like that. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Bam Bam. Um, I'm not like, I know I look the part, but I'm not like as in tune with everything as people would think I am. Um, I can sit up all day and talk to you about political stuff and stuff that's going on with the government and oh my God, did you see that they found the plane that went down and this happened and that happened. But like, I'll get people that'll hit me up and be like, oh my God, Pink's new album is off the, who? Pink. Oh, okay. How is it? And they're like, it's phenomenal. Uh, and I was like, okay, so Pink is, she, this is the, the girl. And they was like, no, this is the name of the album. Nicki Minaj is the one that has the album Pink. And I'm like, baby, I don't know. <laughs> I don't listen at all of this, uh, this, this, this. Everything I listen to is for music. I love music. I'm a big music fan, but I don't listen to any negative energy in anything I do. So if the music has a negative feedback, I'm, I don't care too much to hear it. Um, I listen to stuff that helps me get through day to day. Uh, it's inspirational. It's inspiring, not just gospel, but there's some rhythm and blues, some neo soul, some old school. I get into all of that because what you feed yourself is, is what comes out. So I try to feed myself good stuff so good stuff will come out. So I'm, I'm a lot of nerd to that. And I try to fit in when people are talking and I'm like, yeah, yeah, and I'm sitting there to myself like, I have no fucking idea who they're talking about and why the Flocka and, and this person. And Chris Brown said, what, the, Rihanna sings, well, who now? Who is Miley Cyrus? <laughs> so it's just, it gets weird for me, and, and, and I feel so just old and not in tune, but yeah. <laughs> Aw, such is life. 
I know. It will. It'll be fine. Describe okay. yourself in ten words or less. Um, easy, easy going, laid back, ordinary type of guy. That's as simple as it gets. Okay. <laughs> I like that. As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of five uh, sort of pop culture oriented questions that are designed to allow the oh, listeners Lord. to get to know some of your favorites. <laughs> I know, and after your your previous answer, I'm a little worried now, but uh, I think you'll, we'll you'll, make it through. you'll we'll make it through. So uh, it's a set yeah. of five questions, and here's the first one. What are five of your most favorite television shows? Now, this can be a list of five of your all-time favorites, or this can be a list of five of your current favorites. Just uh, I need five of your most favorite TV shows. I love Golden Girls. Hands down, all day, every day. I can watch rerun for rerun, the same show, all day, every day. I'm a big fan of Golden Girls. Um, there's this show that I've recently got into called The Big Bang Theory. I love it. Um, Scandal, of course. The, the newest show that just came out, Empire. I'm a big fan, diehard fan of it. And... I like friends. And I know half of the listeners are like, friends? What's that? It was a good show. You should was. look up friends. <laughs> With Chandler, Joey, and all of those. I love friends. Sounds good. Good choices. Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists? Um, Jill Scott is one. Uh, Luther, Luther Vandross is one. Um... I'm a fan of Bruno, Bruno Mars, and last but not least, I'm a big, if this is a gospel one, Ty Trivet. I love him. What would you say last? Ty Trivet. Oh, okay, cool. What are three of your most favorite films? Oh, easy one right here. Um, and I, nobody will probably know any of these either. Um, <laughs> Little Shop of Horror. The one where Tashina and Tisha starred in it from Martin. And yeah, the talking, eating plant. Uh, mm -hmm. like a horror movie. Yeah. Um, so Little Shop of Horror. Uh, Gone with the Wind. I love Gone with the Wind. And frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. 
And then last but not least, Harlem Knights. All right now. Certainly an eclectic mix. <laughs> I like that. You're you're a bit of an eclectic guy, which is it's nice. Yeah. Next up, what are two foods you can't live without? Ooh, I'm gonna be judged. <laughs> uh Fried chicken and pork bacon. I don't want no turkey bacon. I want the pork bacon with the rind on it. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I want to go get a piece of bacon. <laughs> and the last question in this set. What is one of your guilty pleasures? One of my guilty pleasures? Um, I'm not big on... Um, Oh, if Babe hears this, he's probably going to kill me because we've never talked about this. But I'm not really big on watching, like, video porn, like, on something on TV. But I can sit in a room and watch, like, a lot. I don't want to touch you. I don't want to be involved in it. I just want to sit in my chair and watch y'all do whatever y'all going to do. And either I'll throw in from here to there, hey, can you do this or you do that? And that works for me. I get off to that. I won't do anything while sitting there, but I'll go later and just like beat away to it. Okay. That's interesting. As we start wrapping things up, what's next for Bam Bam? What can the listeners expect from you in the near future, in the coming weeks, in the coming months? Is there a Bam Bam website in the works? Fill the listeners in on what they should expect from you in this new year. Um, in this new year, there is a um, Bam Bam and Crave worksite, uh, website in the works. Um, I'm looking into the fashion industry to starting um, a particular clothing line. Um, you know, my manager are talking and getting some things up in the works with that. Um, there, of course, there are some more scenes that are coming out um, that are going to be hot. Um, you guys should stay tuned for the one that's about to drop with Dog Pound. Um, it's going to be phenomenal. It's my first scene, actually with um poppy bugs oh interesting so that's going to be very interesting it's it's going to be um me and ales um working out of bottom so it, it's going to be interesting and there's more to come after that as well uh we got a couple of trips coming up a couple of appearances um we're hoping that uh we can link up together me and the babes are looking forward to linking up together. That's in the works with uh, Latino Aces coming up, and we can do some work there and show our faces and make some scenes, make some money, greet some people, sign some stuff. i uh, working on an underwear auction that's coming up, and all proceeds will go to um, different charities events within the um, uh, lesbian, gay, bisexual, uh, transsexual community. Um, it's, it's a lot that we're working on and trying to get done with it this year, and I think it's going to be a great year. 
Sounds fantastic, man. So where can the listeners find you on the web? How can they reach you? Where can they keep in touch with you so they can, uh, you know, get filled in on all of this great stuff that you've got planned for the year 2015? Hook them up with all of your social media. Um, I'm on Twitter. Um, It's basically Bam Bam with two M's. Capital B-A-M-M, capital B-A-M-M, capital X-X-X-L on Twitter and also on Instagram. It's the same thing. Um, I'm also on Facebook, but if you find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's just going to link you up to all of the others. Um, that's, that's mostly it. I got a website that's coming out uh, with, with me and Crave and stay tuned for those links. Other than that, those are my three that are going now. Fantastic. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview, Bam Bam. Is there anything that you okay. would like to say to your fans and supporters out there? Um, I'm, I'm very grateful. So I, I do want to say thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your criticism. Whether it be good and bad, I can take it all in and learn to grow from it. Um, continue to watch and support me. Uh, as I promise to continue to bring you great works and good shows. Fantastic, man. Well, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. And just to let you know, I mean, the door's open for more. So whenever you want to come back, whenever you want to announce something, you're more than welcome to come back on the station, whether it's on this show or some of our other programs, to let the listeners know what's going on in the world of Bam Bam. Well, thank you, and I appreciate the love you guys have shown me. You're welcome. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning into One on One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Poppy Chulo every Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash poppychuloradio. With that, Bam Bam and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night.